Sorry. Hey, everybody. Uh, it what is. <laughs> Somebody's hyped today. I just need, I need a soundboard that goes, you know, I can just hit over and over. But there's a delay on the stream deck, so I don't know if that'd work. But anyway, it is Sunday, September 10th, 2023. And you are listening to episode 27 of Black Box Signal. I am your host, back once again. Uh, they allowed me back. Uh, contracts went my favor. Uh, I'm still not getting paid shit. Health insurance still sucks. But uh, I'm your host, Chase Johnson. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the co-captain of the rickety ship, the BBS Black Box. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're just gonna double that. <laughs> BBWs. <laughs> BBWs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Dustin Miller, how's it going? It's going well. Just uh, yeah, it's going great. Thank you uh, for having me again, even though I, I am the co-podcaster. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. So what you been getting into this week? I saw a little uh, a little stream. I figured we gush about you'd gush about that for a little bit. Oh yeah, I would love to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I didn't play a whole lot of video games. Uh, I've been going through some stuff this week with life and the wedding, so I didn't get a whole lot of, a lot of time to sit down and stream or play games on my own. But yesterday uh, I got to stream because it was a stream that I had been planning for a uh, couple a couple weeks at that point. Ooh, hold up, hold up, sorry. Oh, camera. oh, there we oh, go. Camera was falling. We're good. Fixing on the uh, on the go. Um, but yeah, I did a card opening stream with my good friend Christian, aka Yeti Machete, um, and uh, we did One Piece because we're both like massive One Piece fans, right? Um, and so we got two full boxes. So we had like 20, 20, 26, 28 packs a piece. Um, and we just sat there and opened up packs and it was a blast. Um, we did play a couple rounds because I always wanted to learn and right. he knew. So he taught me how to play. And um, so we sat down and, and played that. But something a, a little fun. I got to sit right here. Hold this card. Yeah. It's backwards on the screen, but it's fine. Yeah, so we pulled that card. It's flipped on here. Uh, it looks good. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Uh, <laughs> it is the Wanted Luffy card. Uh, goes for $100. So uh, one of the best pulls I have ever seen, personally, with my own eyes. Nice. Um, we, we pulled another card. If any other One Piece fans are out there, um, it is a, the, is it alt art? I think it's called All Art um, Rob Lucci. It's black and white with like a hint of yellow, um, and it looks dope as fuck. Uh, but yeah, that was that is what we did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I am now addicted. Uh, <laughs> I have I have built two decks and bought a third, and I just want to sit down and play and open up more packs. Nice. So I guess we've never really talked about this too much. What's your history with card games in general? Like, what what were all the card games you played growing up? So I only really played two. Um, my main one was Yu-Gi-Oh. Damn right lot. it was. Oh, yeah. Um, we, I did shit talk Yu-Gi-Oh a good amount yesterday, though, because it is... I, I think after years of playing, I have the right to shit talk it. Right. Um, Valid. And then I played some Pokemon. Um, okay. I mostly played Pokemon on the TCG uh, app mm -hmm. because 
packs are expensive and it was a lot easier to um earn points to buy cards and packs on there than it was to for me to go out and buy packs especially because i was playing at the time where uh the the new the logan paul craze hit with pokemon cards oh god so it was yeah very hard to find packs let alone good cards right so uh um, but yeah i'm no, sorry go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh was my bread and butter for the longest time. I actually still have uh, all my decks that I used to play here, um, and, but I I enjoy One Piece a lot more than the other two. Really nice. Yeah. So um, one because I don't have to sit there and read two paragraphs of effects for <laughs> of, of effects on Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and it just goes quicker, and it's. It's a lot of a a lot more of a a cheaper bar of entry mm-hmm. um than like say like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh that has been around for like ages and um yeah it's also just streamlined and easier and you can like because it's one piece is built around colors so kind of similar to magic like there's like the red yellow green blue now black speak purple my language <laughs> yeah 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 um so basically as you know you build it based around that color instead of like finding shit on the cards to just throw into a deck and um it's really easy to k- get cards for it uh i will say I understand that it is a hundred dollars so if someone doesn't have the money that is okay but uh with the one box that i bought yesterday i was able to buy a playable deck or build a playable deck and actually play pretty decently with it nice so because i'm an old man um i started with magic um that is still probably my favorite um gotta gotta love me some magic um dabbled in the pokemon trading card game but i more just collected them than played it um And got super hard into Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, played the Dragon Ball Z fighting game for a little bit. I had a really good Trunks deck, Future Trunks deck, and I had a really good uh, nice. Vegeta de- Vegeta deck. Um, but I wasn't very good at it. But Yu-Gi-Oh, I had so m- I had a deck revolving around just the blue eyes, because of course, you know, because I I got into it really early on. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had a dragon deck that specialized around the armored dragon and that five-headed elemental dragon. I can't remember what its name was. It was a fusion dragon. dragon. It was a five-headed dragon. Yeah, it's been a very long yep. time. Then I had a machine deck that was all gadgets and cyber dragons. Because mm-hmm. those gadgets you could just get out really fast. And then I had a fiend deck that was a remove from play deck. So it would just remove stuff from play all the time. Yep. But I could bring it back because it, you know, makes no sense. Um, and then I also dabbled in the bleach card game. Okay. And the Inuyasha card game. Okay. And I think that's it. I think those are all the card games I, I get. The only one that I still check back in on because it's free uh, is the um, Magic because they have Magic Arena that you can just play mm-hmm. online and collect cards that way because I don't have any cards anymore. Um, before me and my wife moved in together, uh, she was my fiance at the time, but before we moved in together because we both grew up as Poe Trailer Park kids, I like sold every card thing that I had because I just mm-hmm. they were just sitting there at that point and I kind of knew that eventually I was going to be able to like find a way to play it like like magic um play it online. Is there a version of that for Yu-Gi-Oh? Cuz I would love to like Yes. do that for Yu-Gi-Oh. Like So uh there is there's a couple different versions. Um there is Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Links where you can it's on your phone. Um 
it's a lot quicker. Um, it is more streamlined. You only have three spaces on the field instead of five, uh, and you have less deck art cards in your deck. Um, and then there's the one on uh, Switch, and I can't remember what that one was called, but that one's more of the the normal Yu-Gi-Oh format. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I did want to touch on because you said uh, you had a blue eyes deck because you're old school. Blue eyes deck is still the meta. For it's real, always been. Oh my god, always been the meta because the, and this is the something I bitched about yesterday and that I hate about Yu Gi Oh is they the metas have always been Dark Magician and Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, everyone's had a variation of the two. Well, then they come out with a new format and a new playstyle, and it's like, oh, this is great. But then right after that, everybody reverts add, back. <laughs> no, they add cards to the new format that fit the Blue Eyes and the Dark Magician. Because uh, they know. Yeah. And so they just updated to the next format and people still play Blue Eyes and Dark Magician all the time. Yeah. The other deck, I just remembered a couple other decks I had. I had another deck that was built around Exodia. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had another deck built around Final, the little. Uh, oh the the word one yeah the word one that was like all the trap cards yeah basically exodia with trap cards um uh man man i now really want to play some (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. i still got decks here i got i got a cyber well it's a gear deck it's not built around um like the cyber dragons it's built around gears and uh like the ancient gear golem um uh i don't really have a blue eyes deck but i do have like a dragon deck and then I have a Dragon Slayer deck. Yeah, I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh in like over a decade, but I still kind of want to like dabble a little bit every it. once in a while. So let me introduce you to the world of One Piece trading cards. I know you've never watched the show, <laughs> um, but I feel like you might enjoy it more because of your background in magic. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I also played Duel Masters for a little bit, which became Kaijudo for like five minutes. Um I remember that. Yeah, yeah. My friend really got into it. I played it for like a little bit. We anytime somebody new in the trailer part got into a new card game, everybody did. So we all had people to play with. It was yeah. That's cool. Um, and they were always like they had every those two brothers, Seth and Joel. Shout outs to you guys. I don't even know if you listen to this, but they always had like every card because every weekend they would go up to this is gonna date me, they'd go up to Daggett's and Holt. When it used Fun. To and which which is vivid ink now the tattoo shop but it was it was so it was daggett's it was a card shop and like every weekend they would just like buy them out and i'd go there with like my allowance oh, or something and i'd go up there with my allowance and be like do you, hey do you got anything back sorry all we have is like the individual cards all our boosters and stuff are sold out and i'd be like damn it seth like every time like you got here like right when they opened and bought them out didn't you yep you, you want some cards i'll sell them to you are like double i'm like no. jesus christ <laughs> they they uh it was and then they got their they even got their mom in on it to where like she was like um because she's she was disabled so she was doing a lot of stuff like you know like most of us poor folk do living off of you know social security and, and whatnot not judging mm-hmm. anything gotta do what you gotta do but uh yeah, oh, yeah to make side money she started getting into it with her kids to be like Oh, that, and she would just do it based on just like, oh, that card's worth money, that card's worth money, that card's worth money. Let me just turn around and flip them. And All hey, right. you know, make, I, make I, your bag somehow. Exactly. Um, shout outs to Sue. Um, <laughs> shout outs to Sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really, I've been, um, by next week, I think I will have Witch of Mercury finished. 
Um, I am halfway. I was watching episode 22 yesterday before my wife and Dexter got home. Um, and I got about, I got about, yeah, there's 25, 24 episodes. If you count episode zero. Yeah, right, I, I, was, I was in the app the other day to watch something and I saw that you're upset at episode 22. I was like, man, my guy, excuse me, my, my guy's about to finish. Uh-huh. It's Gundam, mm-hmm. you know, me? like it, you just say that there's a new Gundam and I'll like binge it like um, it's good. Dude. It's so it's good. good. Like I, I think it's better than Iron Blooded Orphans personally. Like uh, I'm in that same boat. Yeah. A lot of people actually a lot of diehard Gundam fans didn't like Iron Blooded Orphans. I was actually really surprised. Um, But I've, I think it, I I I I'm just basing it on the fact that it's a grounded story. Yeah, it I, is uh, not space battles. Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard for me to say if it's better than Double O because I really like Double O, uh, and then I don't even compare it to the Universal Century because that's always going to be like top tier for me. Um, mm-hmm. But like as far as like the AUs go, like. Witcher Mercury's climbed up there real quick. Like it's if it's not better than Double O, it's like right behind it for me right now. Oh yeah, uh, out of all Just the wait AUs until the I've ending. Seen. Um, wait until the ending. So to be fair, the AUs that I have seen are Gundam Wing, which I feel is super overrated. I feel like that's everybody's first Gundam in my age bracket. Um, because that's mm-hmm. that was the first Gundam to hit the United States. Um, on Toonami. Um, which I mean, yes, I'm thankful again that it got me into Gundam, but it's is a little overrated in 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 the story's kind it's of hard, it, it's a hard rewatch. Yeah, well it's from the nineties too. Like it's ninety five, yeah. ninety six. Um it it and then G Gundam. Sorry, uh for all of your G Gundam fans. I am not a fan. Again, you'd think I would like pro wrestling mixed with Gundam. Nope. Didn't don't like it. Um not not a fan. I mean the mechs were kind of cool, that's about it. Um, and then double O and then seed, which I hate seed seed is trash. Um, seed. So this uh, Gundam tam- tangent, the story bet- behind both seed and double O was seed was their attempt to retell the first Gundam story, but like with different characters and different side, like in the original Gundam, it's earth and Zeon. In mm-hmm. Gundam Seed, it's Earth and Zaft. And they're not humans and new types. They're humans and coordinators. So it's kind of trying to tread, like, tell that same story, just, like, different characters. They wanted to retell the story in HD because it was the first Gundam in HD without necessarily retelling it. And it was bad. Double O, on the other hand, was them attempting to retell the story in Gundam Wing because Gundam Wing was very popular in HD, mm-hmm. but it was actually good. Like, it's better than Gundam Wing. Double O was fucking okay. awesome. Okay. Um, also, I like the Exia. Exia's badass. And the Dynamis Sniper Rifle Gundam. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. There is a scene in the first episode of Double O. I don't know if you've seen the first episode of Double O. Maybe I should send it to Mm-mm. you on YouTube just so you can see the first episode, where he's literally, like, um, laying down on Earth in the woods and Fought and shoots a satellite orbiting space out of the sky, like way up there with a, with a with a Gundam snipe. With I kid you not, a Gundam sniper rifle. And that's crazy. And the the cool thing about it too is, um, in his cockpit to aim, a giant scope comes down in his cockpit and goes over his eye. 
So he's like actually aiming with a rifle in his cockpit as the Gundam is aiming w- with the rifle too. And it's like, that's yep, so fucking it's, that's, cool. That's so fucking sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's basically Gundam Wing minus one suit because there was five pilots in Gundam Wing and there's four in Double O. Um, okay. Yeah, and and like I said, Exio's badass. Um, oh yeah. I still haven't seen uh, After War Gundam X, which is the post-apocalyptic Gundam that never made it to the West. Um, so it's mm-hmm. only in Japanese. Uh, I hear Turn A Gundam is really, really good. That's the one that has the mustache, mustache Gundam, or Beetle Gundam. Um, but that Gundam is allegedly still the strongest Gundam ever made. Um, and it's about moon people versus earth people. Um, okay. Is the the overall arcing conflict. But I hear it's a little bit more like lighthearted and um, uh, not so dark. So I, it's got me curious. Everyone's like, it's actually really good for like not doing going that route. Um, also, it was his attempt to take the Universal Century and all the AUs made up till that point and merge them all together into one timeline. Does it oh. work? I don't think. I don't think it does. Because <laughs> um, that's that's literally merging the Universal Century, G Gundam, Gundam Wing, and Gundam X. Uh, so you're merging. <laughs> you're merging the Universal Century, Wrestling Gundam, Gundam Wing, and then post-apocalyptic Gundam. You're you're merging all yeah. of that together. So it's I don't think it fits. Um and then there's like a bunch of others, like there's G Rico or well, that's what they call it for short, but it's Gundam Reconquista in G uh is the name of it, which is like the super super sequel to the Universal Century, is the way that mm-hmm. I've been told. Uh and it didn't do very well. Um, and then there's Iron Blood Orphans. Um, and I think oh, there's Gundam Age too, but I didn't get into that one either because it's humans versus aliens, and that that totally. And I guess the only cool thing about Gundam Age is it's like it follows three generations of pilots. Like the first season is the characters is the second season's dad as the pilot, and then the second season is the is that guy, and then the third season is that guy's son. So it's like a generational okay. story. Uh, the animation looked kind of crappy in it, in my opinion. But um, I think that's all of them. I think that's all of the AUs. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I know way too much about Gundam. Um. Uh. Well, with that, and kind of speaking of Gundam-ish, uh, you want to get into some games? Sure. It just got real dark right by my window, so now like I'm really black over here. But hey, whatever. Uh, we're just gonna <laughs> roll with it. Um, so I have been playing. Uh, you, you said you really haven't been playing too much this week, so I guess no. we'll just jump into me, and we can kind of just bounce off of each other. Uh, sure. I played more of Armored Core Six. Um, okay. Didn't play like a ton more. I just was grinding for parts. Like I now have like every weapon because I wanted to try every weapon out. Uh, well, every Dope. weapon up until the new ones that I just unlocked, which I'm probably going to buy after this because I have like a million dollars in the bank. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really like the linear rifle right now. Um, I'm I'm really into that. Uh, that game is still, this may be early on, but I am going to go on a limb and say this is probably my favorite FromSoft game. Um, I'm enjoying it. Because it really I'm scratches that, that mech itch. Uh, now, to be fair, uh, I only beat Dark Souls 1 didn't get into Dark Souls 2 or 3 because I don't like frustrating games historically. Um fair, I respect fair. I respect them. Um but I um I'm just not really into them. Um I dipped my toe into Bloodborne when my brother-in-law had it. Um 
I played a lot of Sekiro, surprisingly, because it reminded me of Tenchu um, from the PlayStation 1 and 2. Uh, Tenchu mm-hmm. Wrath of Heaven, such a good game. Um, so that was cool. And then the one that I probably played the most, other than Dark Souls 1, was Elden Ring. I played a ton. Oh, Kitty. Yeah, hold on. She wants to go out. Nope, we got you. Um, Yeah, so the one that I played the most was Elden Ring. And I got... I want to say I got, like, three quarters of the way through the game in Elden Ring. And then for whatever reason, I was just kind of like, I don't feel like doing this anymore and just stop. Like mm-hmm. I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, these boss, I've got my build in, or I was rolling between two builds in Elden, Elden Ring. Um, yeah. I, w- I was just respecking constantly. I was like, Oh, do I want to do a rivers of blood build? Or do I want to do a moon Bale Katana build? And I would just roll back between those two. And then eventually I was like, okay, these boss battles are just getting a little bit harder and a little bit harder. I don't really feel like doing these. Like it's, I should send you the video sometime of like, me just demolishing people with my Moonbale Samurai. Um, <laughs> and so I just like, it wasn't that like, oh, it got too hard for me. It was just like, I don't feel like doing any more of these boss battles. So like I got to like three quarters of the way of the game. Uh, and then I was like, I'm good. Um, okay, and, okay. But this game, this game has got me. Uh, it is, it feels so good. We talked about the movement and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. It just feels so good once, like, you just, everything hits, like, especially once you start battling, like, other ACs, um, and it feels more like a duel than, like, these, like, easy guys that I can, like, just take out with one missile shot. Um, yeah. It gets, oh, like, I still have the beam saber equipped, even though you can get rid of that, like, early on, because I like having a beam saber. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um. So, to add to that, I did get a little spoiled with some of the weapons later in the game. Yeah. Uh, because I I dropped the beam, beam saver. It wasn't like, for me, the playstyle wasn't there for it. Uh-huh. Um, there, there's something coming later that I, I feel like you're probably going to add, if not both of us. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been watching a Remap Radio uh, stream a bunch of it, and okay. the one girl on there, Ren, she's got like a drill, like this big, ridiculous drill. And okay. I think it's shoulder, okay. and I think it's shoulder mounted too. And it like, it Ooh. like pistons out first, and then starts drilling. So it like does like some punches at you, and then starts spinning. Um, made me think of you. Man, <laughs> after my own heart. Yeah, and 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 her thing was, uh, she had two of the just the little machine guns because they just generate mm. stagger damage real fast. Yeah, and they do. she would just light them up and then hit them with that, and just destroy everything that's um, so cool yeah but yeah i really like the linear rifle right now i did just unlock the laser rifle the plasma rifle um and something else i just have to buy them and check them out um i'll probably buy them and i know you can test in the testing grounds but i might as well go make money so i usually just replay a mission when i'm testing something out um you also, you also get a plasma weapon from doing the trainings yeah that's why i haven't bought cool. them yet because i know you get some from the training that yeah so i i always wait uh but yeah, I got the um right now I'm using the linear rifle because it's like a it's like a stronger version a slightly stronger version of the burst rifle. Um and it has a little less ammo. It kind of hits like the pistol. If you've used the pistol yet. Oh, um, I that is my side weapon, is the, my pistol. The pistol it, it's basically a long range pistol, is the way that I can start with okay. twelve shots instead of seven, because I think the pistol is seven. Um mm-hmm. and 
Uh, I have the the laser rifle or the laser sword, the beam saber, um, and then I have the two missile pods because I don't use the shield. I I'm dodging too much, so I just decided not to use it. So I have the two missile pods that shoot out in a V that go up and then down, so they're harder to dodge. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, I just that game is so fucking good. I. I'm now thinking like, man, is that a contender for game of the year? Because oh my mm. god, that that is so for me, for me. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I oh oh yeah, it's we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, it depends on how it ends for me because the next game we're getting into for you is still top dog for me. There's a there yeah, is a contender yeah. that I'm playing right now that might like overthrow it yeah and but... uh, and and the other one like that that's still in there in the mix is still season i still love season um mm-hmm. and i tend to skew indie so like if yeah. i'm like if i have a two-way if i have a tie i'm gonna pick the indie one just to give them their little spotlight the, the indie the, the indie the game i'm playing right now that might be that is an indie title and it it might overthrow it what game is that sea of stars sea of stars okay yep okay sea so we stars. talked about it last week yep Yep, I was just curious. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah, I want. I'll, you need to stream that. I know I keep saying that, but I'm like, I will. I need to, I I will need eventually, at least one. Even if I don't watch it live, I'll go back and watch the vod. I'll. <laughs> <laughs> you should record it, and then I can throw it on the channel. I might. <laughs> I might do that. It's just an extra button right underneath start streaming. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then the other thing um the big news chase finished mm-hmm. a video game um i finished wait wait, wait 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 what? pause for the round of applause chase beat a game chase beat a game <laughs> trying we to gotta clap give him, we gotta give him his time in the spotlight for that yep uh sorry go ahead though i finished around twelve thirty last night i finished final fantasy 16 <laughs> um i said uh, once again i didn't do any side quests i just said nope i'm gonna just barrel towards this ending i don't care anymore um mm-hmm. my uh i'll start with like the final summons that i used actually um oh, yeah, I, actually, I actually ended up using um i switched i took a little cues a little bit of cue from what you were saying um i still ended up using uh ifrit um because i liked that the ultimate gave you a little bit of a healing boost um yeah. so i did that in uh um the dragon punch still um mm-hmm. i switched what was the other ones that i used now i'm trying to think oh odin because you said mm-hmm. odin sick and uh yeah odin sick so yeah. i put odin and odin's ultimate on there and i just used those ones and uh that ability is ridiculous uh the hold down square this is in it whatever it starts with a z um yeah it- that that was the one i was trying to like it's it's so nice to just clear out entire fields yeah. of enemies with that move. And then I switched to I still had Shiva on, but I actually had none of Shiva's abilities on. The only ability that I had was nope. its dodge. I put on impulse that I was still using, uh, and I was detonating it now because you told me to detonate okay. it. Okay. Uh, I would sometimes I went, and sometimes I would just let it do its thing. Um, but it makes, makes a world of difference, doesn't it? Yeah, I sure, it yeah. sure the fuck does. I wish I would have known that like <laughs> twenty hours ago. Um, and then I put back on Giga Flare because you told me you know it does massive amount of damage once they're staggered, mm-hmm. and that really helped when it came to the boss fights. Like yes, yeah, like that yeah. was like I was like, yep, I'm gonna do this because I feel like now that I'm getting into nothing but boss fights for this. Final final mm-hmm. bit i don't need the crowd control i need damage output 
So mm-hmm. um, that's what I used for my final round of summons. Um, and yeah. Uh, what did you now? I guess we're going to go into spoilers definitely now because we oh, both finished sure. this yeah. game. So we'll do a time time code future chase. Remember 2812. Um, we're going <laughs> to we're going to um, definitely go into some spoilers. Let's go. What did you? what did you think what did you think um okay so that ending yeah that ending uh one the final fight scene was phenomenal i had a blast fight uh fighting ultima that was so cool um i think the 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 bit where you were like really taken down at the end and you had like all backs from previous characters were coming through. Yep. Um, so sick. Um, I I like how it was ended in a way of there is no future. Like there is no sixteen two or right two or, or at least yeah. with these characters. Like at yeah. least with these characters. Um, I I would even go as far as say at all um only because with what they were doing the whole point of them getting rid of the mother crystals and defeating ultima was they were removing magic from the world Mm -hmm. so no one has a magic anymore and there's no more crystals yep um i i i like games where the main again spoiler alert yeah i like games where there is a definitive ending and your character dies. Welcome to Final Fantasy. There's Welcome never de- there's never a definitive ending. It's always like yeah, a, true. leaves it. Well, okay. But okay, so now we're going to get into the fan theory thing. There was a thing where cuz you know you see the the red star go out and that was supposed yeah. to represent magic leaving um uh, uh-huh. causing the death of dominance. Um but what they said was you don't necessarily see uh, the curse spread all the way through Clyde. You only see it spread to his hand. Mm-hmm. So there was a few fan, fan theories I was reading at the end was, okay, so spoilers for like after the credits, um, which I appreciate that you could fast forward those credits. That was really nice. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, well, hold up. That song that played during those credits fucking slaps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. It ended with these kids playing, uh, or mm-hmm. well, it ended with uh, uh, kids gathering firewood for their mom. Mom's getting ready to make a meal, um, and he's you know using flint to start the fire. And he's saying, "Man, I wish I had some mat. I wish I had the flames of an icon to start this off." She's like, "Oh, those are only in fairy tales and in books." Kind of alluding that a bunch of time has passed. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know the kids go out and they're all playing outside and they're like, "Oh, I want to be a frit." And then their dog was Bahamut and they're just playing, you know. Like they read the story and then you pan over and there's a book that says Final Fantasy by Josh, by Joshua. Did you notice yeah. that, that it said yeah, by oh, Joshua? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fan theory was, okay, did Joshua make it out because he technically didn't have his magic anymore? Did, or the other fan theory was because you don't, you see him try to revive Joshua and it didn't, like he didn't wake up right away. So the other fan theory I saw online was, did Clive actually make it out? And took on his brother's name, like okay. he did. Yeah, like it, all this is because they don't really. That's the thing with a lot of Final Fantasies; they never confirm. Like a lot of these endings, like Final Fantasy X ends this way. I'm not going to tell you how the original seven ends, but the original seven ends with, "Is the world completely destroyed? Is it not?" 
um, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and let's face it, the remake is a retelling, so it's probably gonna completely mess with that. Yeah, yeah. But um, so um, this isn't like uncommon. But yeah, it did end with Clive on the beach trying to do some magic, and you see the curse slowly spreading on his hand, and he kind of just passes out, mm-hmm. uh, or or dies. We don't know. Uh, it does show like everybody back at the hideaway like tearing up and like because they feel like Clyde and Joshua are no more. Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely think that like I don't know, and I love it. <laughs> like I love that they ended no. it like that. What What are your thoughts? Uh, on, what are your thoughts? The The two that I was sticking to most, and I don't know what to pick from, is one. Um, if it's still the same universe, same timeline. Uh, I think it's similar to how Clive took up the mantle of Sid, but I don't think it was Clive who wrote the book. Um, I think it could have been someone completely different. Uh, I did talk to Brandon about it, and uh, he thinks that potentially uh, this is the descendants of um, either Clive or Joshua. Okay. The two kids are like like grandkids or something. Um, I... I'm going to I I the other one that I think is the ending and it it is purely just surface level not looking into anything it's a story. Yeah. He played the game of a story in a completely different universe. The 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 end credit is a second universe and what we were playing was this kid's storybook. I don't think I I I think Joshua Rossfield was the storyteller but it was just the kids reading and we were playing the kids. And my other take too was like, if it was the same universe, now Clive is the new Ultima, but in a good way. He's like the, I guess for lack of a better comparison, he's like the Jesus Christ. Like he sacrificed yeah. himself for humanity. And now this book is like the new Bible almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do. Down. I do think he's dead. Yeah. I, I kind of think he's dead too. I think that maybe Joshua made it out. Um, possibly um i but i don't, I don't think know so. i don't know like that's the, but the, i love that i love that mm-hmm. because like near does that shit all i always bring up near near does that shit all the time where they end you with like you have to infer and just get and just mm. and and yoko taro loves to not confirm it so <laughs> he just loves to like that, that was the same thing that uh that brandon said was he thinks joshua's still alive because the phoenix gimmick is to be reborn but my thing is, is that he Joshua gave Clive the powers of the Phoenix right there at the end, right before he passed. Yep. And yeah, technically, after you beat Ultima, there's that whole cutscene where Clive comes over close the hole in his dis- chest, and yeah, close the hole in it and tries to uh, like bestow the powers of of revive uh, like reviving into Joshua. But the thing is, is that the the thing crumbled. Yeah, the little the little shard in the sky that there, you were in it crumbled, uh, and yeah, sure, Joshua some or not Joshua Clive somehow washed up on a beach somewhere, and then was the curse started taking over his body, so there is that ability that Joshua could have survived. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're both dead. Yeah, that's just my take. And, and I hope they never do a sixteen two. I don't want to know. No. 
I don't want to know. I mean, we have we have DLC coming. Right. If one of them is a continuum of the story to explain the like, maybe one of them survived. That's cool. Uh, that's fine. Um, I would much prefer something that happens in the middle of the story. Uh huh. Like mm-hmm. to flesh out. If anything, I think it would be really cool if in the DLC we got to play other icon like dominance instead of yes. just yes. They did that with the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake DLC. Mm-hmm. You got to play as Yuffie. Um, yep. and it was alongside of it was up until the plate drop. Um, mm-hmm. you were playing as her. Um, I would love to do like some sort of side. What were these characters doing in the meantime? Or maybe even have something small like Jill taking up the mantle of the hideaway now that both Joshua and Clive are gone, or somebody else. You know, like what's happening now to kind of like maybe tie up some of those loose ends a little bit. But even Mine- then, like mine would be i think would be really cool just to add even more because the other thing is i learned that there's an actual book you can go get that tells more of like behind the scenes stories of these characters and i might pick it up uh but i think it'd be really cool if instead of following the three heroes like how we got jail joshua and clive if we followed a story of conquest with uh hugo benedicta and um a younger version of Sid because they were all originally working together. Yeah, I was thinking that would be Sid cool. or I was thinking um, Bar- uh, Barnabas. Yeah. Also, you know, I was thinking, you know, we always talked about how Sid was hot. Barnabas was kind of hot too. Not going to lie. <laughs> that was the other thing I, I learned in the book. What after Sid awakened his abilities um, and a little later when he became a little bit more like renowned amongst people, um, Barnabas actually contacted him to become a general in his army. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. I mean, of course, Sid turned it down, but yeah. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts, I guess, are I think it stands true for me. I won't say it's the best Final Fantasy because uh, that's loaded um, for me. Uh, seven through ten are really, really good um, for me. I know you bounced mm-hmm. off eight, but um, I think this is still probably for me the best Final Fantasy since ten. Um, Brandon uh-huh. will disagree with me on that because when we were talking about it, you a little bit um before I beat the game, he was saying that he felt the ending was kind of lackluster in comparison to fifteen. He, I'm he told me the same thing. I'm flipped. I kind of felt like like fifteen was good, but. I, I still feel like this one kind of blows out of the water. Um, if I if I remember correctly, I think his words that he used with me was that he did not like the uh, the ambiguity with the ending too much. Yeah, yeah, he yeah yeah he definitely likes things that are like pretty finite. Um, mm-hmm. But I liked how they ended it. I liked being left with oh, yeah. like, and you won't know necessarily what happens to like they saved the world and that's all that matters. Like, and yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, I think it adds like a little bit more to like a replay value to where like you could go in with a different kind of mindset of like, depending on whichever way you inferred the ending as you can play it again with that, with a different take of like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm playing this in the eyes of a child reading a book or yeah. something like that. So, right. um, yeah, great game. Great. game. Oh yeah. Though. Like, Oh yeah. So like I said, still a year for video games, but still the best one since 10, I think. As somebody who hasn't played 12 in a long time, because 12, I hear, was pretty good too. 
It's been a long time since I played 12, though. I own the Steelbook of 12 still for PS2, but okay. I it's been so long since I played 12, and that one was a weird one for me. That was when they first started, like, experimenting with, like, new stuff, and that was, like, the first mm-hmm. one that I was like, eh. But then 13 came out, and I was like, well, actually, 12. Because <laughs> I historically do not like 13. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I really, really enjoyed it. Um I don't think I'll play it again because I'm a one and done kind of guy. Um, yeah, but that's fair. Yeah, like if this was your first entry into a Final Fantasy series, great Final entry, Fantasy game, great entry. Um, I think. Um, I hope seventeen is in space still. Um, <laughs> I think it would be cool. Uh, I don't know if they want to though, just because of like the current fantasy or the the current environment of everything that's coming right now if space. Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, yeah, honestly, I think that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, well, we might as well just go ahead and get into the news. Let's do it. Uh, first story comes from Kotaku, uh, and I just found it kind of funny. Um, the title of this article literally says Todd Howard tells Starfield players to upgrade their PCs. Um, let me scroll down a little bit here. Um, basically, he was confronted with uh, the uh, uh, Bloom, actually Bloomberg actually asked a uh, big question for many. Uh, why did you not optimize this game for PC? And he responded with, uh, we did. It's running great. It's a next gen PC game. We really do push the technology. So you may need to upgrade your PC for this game, but it's got a lot of great stuff going on in it. And fans are responding. Awesome. Which is awesome. Um, which I mean, some fans are kind of annoyed that like this is setting PCs on fire, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, I I really don't have a problem with it only because, uh, there, I think there need there comes a time in video games where something needs to come to push you to upgrade for PCs because console players, we have generations. Right. Every now and then there's a new generation. And of course, you you automatically know you need to get that to play the next big thing. PCs, we can kind of sit comfortably for a very long time. Yeah. But I think there needs to be a push every now and then to tell you, like, hey, upgrade your PC. I I went through that uh, and I'm sure you're going to say something, but I had to upgrade it when Cyberpunk came out. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you did. My computer was not strong enough. And so when it came out. I, I was forced to upgrade hey, to play the hey, game. So did Brandon. Um, he had to buy a PS4 Pro because... Uh, I, exactly. I think it's just like, sure, you can be up in arms about it, but I think that's just the normal course of business is I guess something's going to come along to force you to upgrade. I guess the big sticking point with people is the people who have 30 series cards. Um, yeah. They're like saying it's even having a hard time running on that, so they're having to upgrade to the 40 series cards. Um, okay. Which are still relatively new and relatively high up there um in price mm-hmm. um i'm not a pc guy so i'm not worried about it um i because it is a shooter if i were to play this i would much prefer to play on mouse and keyboard because i prefer shooters with mouse and keyboard um i don't see myself picking up this game anytime soon so i don't i'm not worried about it but my brother-in-law is playing it on PC right now um, because he doesn't have an Xbox, but he does have a PC. Uh, mm-hmm. And he said he's 
he's not super far in, but he's enjoyed what he's played so far. Um, Jess is obsessed with it. Is Jess playing it? Yeah. Yeah. Jet, like she did. She because I was checking in on her to see, like, to gauge her interest. Um, she a hundred percent says it is a it is a Bethesda game through and through. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the beginning is very rough. It is very boring. Um, but then after that, she's like, I'm obsessed. I can't put it down. I'm playing it as we speak, brother. That's what she just said yeah. in the chat. Yeah. Um, I uh, the only thing that turns me off from it is the combat. Everything else around it seems awesome. Um, I think I think Jess said the same thing. Is that like combat is not a hundred percent there for her. yeah. Her. Um, but I did hear like it was way less buggy than Fallout Four was at launch. Um, so that's nice. Like, there's still that. some there's still some bugs, but th- that I've heard. Um. The only uh, other Jess hasn't had to restart the Xbox to play it. So yeah, I'll the only other negative thing I heard, it wasn't even really a negative thing. It was that um, some people just felt the story was just, it went where you expected basically, Um, which, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like Bethesda games have always kind of done that. They've always kind of telegraphed yeah. where they're going to go. I feel like they've never been these amazing storytellers. I feel like they just put in a good enough story and the gameplay and the, and the systems are what you're there for. Um, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think also people had kind of like this expectation that it was going to be like this next big, this is the future of games. And it's like, no, it's just a new Bethesda game. It's a new, it's fallout in space. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it is definitely one of those games. Um, and that's not a bad thing necessarily because, when those games are good, they're good. Um, when they're not, they're not. Fallout 4. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would love to play it, Jess, uh, but I don't have a PC that could run it or an Xbox. So fair, fair. that's probably not going to happen. I'm going to have to live vicariously through you and my brother-in-law. Um, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, no, no, because even if, I was to swing money for another console. I'd put it aside for the rumored PS5 Pro. Oh, PS5 Pro. Um, I'm still mad about that. Upgrade my PC. Look, I have children. I run my streams off of a laptop, uh, a, a gaming laptop, an HP Omen gaming laptop, just to have enough power to do that. Uh, I I don't even have room for an actual tower where I where I live in my living room. So, or a second monitor. So I have this laptop screen here and then the monitor right here. So I, I don't, I'd love to, but I don't have that kind of money. If Todd Howard says to upgrade your PC, you upgrade your PC. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a PC to upgrade. I have a laptop. Have you ever tried to upgrade a a graphics, a graphics card and a laptop? Guess what? You can't because it's soldered to the motherboard. So yeah, I'm kind of screwed. I'm stuck with this 3050 until it dies. Um, at least it's a thirty fifty, but in Todd Howard we trust. All right, you're putting way too much faith in that man. This is the man. <laughs> this is the man who gave us Fallout Four and Fallout seventy six. Remember, so also gave us Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas, but also Fallout seventy six and Fallout Four. Fallout Four is a bad game. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, this one next one comes from Video Games Chronicle. Um. Uh, Donald Mustard is leaving Epic Games after being there for 25 years. Um, Mustard, who is also creative director of the Infinity Blade series and Shadow Complex, uh, announced uh, on his social media on Friday. Uh, the designer said the 
the Fortnite team were in the best hands and working on huge draw-dropping amazing things. It looks like he was also helping with Fortnite because everybody at Epic is uh, working on Fortnite. Um, After an incredible adventure, I will be retiring from my role as Chief Creative Officer at Epic this month. I've enjoyed nearly 25 years in the games games industry, collaborating with the most talented people ever, and I am so proud for what we have made together. Um, yeah, so I think Epic will be fine because they're printing money with Fortnite, uh, but, you know, 25 years, that's a long time. Be working on the same stuff over and over. It's probably just ready to get out. Um, what do you think? No, that's, yeah, it's yeah. time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, and I realized I totally butchered this guy's name wrong on the on the next story. Um, but uh, it was some more MK news dropped. Uh, this comes from Polygon, but it was uh, well, this first one comes from Polygon. Actually, no, we're gonna skip to the IGN one first because I feel like the Polygon one's more important. Um, Natara was unveiled for Mortal Kombat One, and she's being played by Megan Fox. Um, which Didn't see that originally I was like, eh, Megan Fox, but then like I heard the voice and I was like, okay, this fits. Um, Natara has not been a playable character since Mortal Kombat Armageddon, uh, okay. which was the one before the first reboot. Um, so, and she first appeared in Deadly Alliance, which was Mortal Kombat Five, technically. Yeah, because that one's not numbered. Um, she's like this vampire character with wings. Um, she looks great, looks badass. Don't really have too much more to say about it. But the big one that got me excited comes from polygon is we got our first look as john claude van damme as johnny cage yes yes That's yes so cool i don't know if you know the history of johnny cage but originally johnny cage was modeled after jean claude van damme like that was who they were going for when they made johnny cage so the fact that now he is playing johnny cage mwah, chef's kiss like good on you um yeah that is Oh, that is so awesome. Um, what do you think of that? <laughs> Honestly, great fit. Yeah. Isn't it like, isn't Johnny Cage kind of based off of Johnny? Like yeah, John that's Clinton? what I said. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he 100 That was originally uh, th- their idea when they created John Cage was they wanted to create a Jean-Claude Van Damme-like. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, an actor who's also a martial artist like yeah that was literally what they went for and now he's playing him and i'm like perfect perfect uh that game is out in a week um that's crazy it comes out this friday for people who got the hundred dollar edition i didn't because Mm -hmm. eh. um and it's coming out i think next tuesday for me so I will be playing that. That'll be the next game that I'm picking up. And Shauna is very excited because we told you that she loves her fighting games. That's like her bread and butter. Oh, yeah. That is like the one genre that she really gets into. Um, She's super excited. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's cool that Natara is back, though, because like I said, she was one of those characters. Uh, I'm I'm liking that the PS2 era of Mortal Kombat games, those characters that were kind of like added after the the, the initial trilogy, are finally making appearances. I think that's kind of cool because there were some good characters in there. The games might have mm-hmm. been kind of all over the place, but the characters were there were some neat characters in there. There were also some really bad characters in there too. But um, Baraicho, um, the drunken master <laughs> who just like throws up everywhere. He's like this fat yeah. drunken master. Um, I liked playing him. I thought he was cool. He's all right. He just yeah. He's not. 
he's not actually he is pretty cool now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. He's yeah. pretty cool. Um Yeah. Um next one comes from Kotaku. I kind of threw this I in do, for you. Uh, oh, you got something? Yeah, uh it's kind of really shitty, and I hate to do this to you. Um I, I might need to leave the podcast right now. Oh, uh oh. I got a phone call and I need to I need to go call back and take it. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm, no. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta I gotta leave. Are you cool finishing? <laughs> I'll bang it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Again, very sorry about that. No problem. I'll bang this out. We got it. All right. Peace out, guys. Thank you so much for coming. And uh I, I guess I'll see you guys next week. Later. Bye. All right. So I guess you're just stuck with me now. Um next one, uh, this comes from Kotaku. Uh, Twitch sensation only up was removed from Steam. Uh, so Dev can find peace of mind and healing. Um, the game has kept me under a lot of stress all these months. Uh, the game developer said. Uh, uh, looks like the dev is indie solo. Indie solo dev. Um, uh, now I want to put the game behind me. And yes, the game won't be available in Steam's in the Steam source soon. Uh, that is what I've decided myself. Um, Looks like he's just, you know, taking it off because of stress. Uh, I mean, good on him uh, recognizing that. Uh, I know that game is really popular. Um, Dustin was actually playing uh, quite a bit, of, quite a bit of it on stream. Um, so it's kind of sad to see it go. Uh, but at the same time, uh, guys writing by himself, uh, doing this all on his own. Um, so I can't say I necessarily blame him to keep up with a game like that um that has gotten that popular uh probably wasn't even expecting to get that popular um so yeah i mean not really much more to say about that um let's see uh next one comes from video games chronicle here um i threw this in here because i'm a big stalker fan uh stalker 2 developer uh gcs or gsc game world offices damaged by fire um, as reported by Vortex and posted to Twitter by at Hazard Gaiman, Gaiman, uh, a floor of the developer's office was damaged by a fire on Thursday. While no one was hurt, it has been estimated that the repairs cost as much as $70,000. Um, one developer wrote on Discord, it's true, unfortunately, none of the employees in the office staff were injured in the incident. Uh, they went on to say, no anomaly, not even a burner will make us stop in the pursuit of our final goal. We've dealt with worse and than that and before this uh and worse than that before and this is fine um stalker 2 uh, was recently confirmed to launch in the first quarter of 2024 um which i hope it does even though i think it's still going to be an xbox exclusive uh i would love to play that game um i'm a huge if you don't know what stalker is stalker is like kind of a survival horror shooter uh set in chernobyl uh in the exclusion zone um so you can imagine uh radiation poison i guess you could say kind of like fallout but i think honestly i think it's a little bit better than fallout um well it's different Fallout's more of a more of a traditional rpg where like i said this is more survival horror um but i've always loved the concept of like a survival horror game set in chernobyl um so that is pretty freaking cool um sucks that their studio's on fire that caught fire um glad nobody was hurt obviously um hopefully uh Hopefully they can get back to developing soon. Um, whoop! My Discord just crashed. Let's open that back up. Um, mm -hmm. 
Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Like this. Pop out. There we go. I'm back. Okay. So, um, next one here. Man, I've never sold this before. We're going to see how this goes. Um, uh, next one comes from future game releases. Uh, CD Projekt Red had to clarify uh, free and paid uh, features for Cyberpunk 2077, uh, 2077's upcoming update and expansion. Um, the free features, they had to basically clarify what was free, what wasn't. Um, the free features include redesigned skill trees and perks, uh, revamped cyberware and new capacity system, uh, vehicle combat and car crash chases, uh, combat AI improvements, new police system, UI and UX improvements, loot items and crafting changes, uh, new radio stations, including community radio station Growl FM. Uh, what is paid is Dogtown, which is a new district, uh, new storyline and characters, uh, new quests, gigs, uh, boss fights, uh, vehicle missions and airdrops, all new relic skill tree and abilities, uh, over 100 new items, including weapons, cyberware, and cars, uh, vehicle missile launchers, level cap increased to 60. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's all coming with Phantom Liberty. So that chunk is all going to be paid for. Um, the other chunk is going to all be free. Um, I have been told by Jess that I need to play Cyberpunk, but hey, uh, we'll see what happens, uh, Missy. Um, <laughs> because I have a hard time finishing games as it is. Um, and yeah. Um, next one comes from GameSpot. Um looks like uh well as the link totally breaks um it appears that from software uh has two new games uh planned for release uh after Sekiro Shadows Die Twice um the developer that worked on that game uh the the studio that worked on that game uh cause they, it looks like they have multiple teams working in front uh, under FromSoft um but uh it looks like there is two more games unannounced games coming whether that is a sequel to Sekiro or another Dark Souls title, um, we are not sure. Um, looks like, let's see what the quote is here. Yeah, it was Miyazaki. Uh, says, uh, we'll need a little more time, but we're able to tell everyone once they take shape. Um, yeah, two unannounced games. Uh, yeah, we don't know, like I said, we don't know if they're sequels. We don't know if they're not. Um, I guess that team was not working on Armored Core, so it looks like they've been working on something. Um, everybody's going to be like Bloodborne 2. I can already tell you there. Uh, everybody wants a Bloodborne 2. Uh, I would personally like a follow-up to Sekiro. Uh, that would be my wish list. Um, but, and maybe not, I don't really want another Dark Souls game, personally. I've, we, we kind of talked about that earlier, that I'm not really the biggest fan of those. I like those games, but I not like a huge, you know, die-hard fan of those games. I appreciate them from afar. Um, Elden Ring was pretty good. Uh, we, oh, that is actually one I didn't think of. It could be a follow-up to Elden Ring um, because Elden Ring was probably one of their most successful games ever. Um, so I could see maybe an Elden Ring. Um, maybe not. Um, so, But I guess my two wish lists would probably be Sekiro or maybe, or maybe Elden Ring um, because those are the two that I like the most outside of there. This is going to keep doing this as long as I do this. So I'm just going to keep doing this. Keep popping you out. Um, 
Next one comes from gamesindustry.biz. Um, Activision uh, has rolled out their beta for a Call of Duty voice chat monitoring. Uh, they were talking about how they were going to roll that out. Uh, it is officially being tested in some places, um, but not every place. Um, not much more to say about this other than good on them. Uh, they need to be moderating that more. Uh, voice chat, if you ever played any shooter, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, on the Call of Duty front or a lot of fame base that aren't cool with this, but uh, I'm just going to be blunt. They're probably assholes. Uh, probably sitting here being like, what the fuck? I can't say the N-word now. No, you can't, you fucking prick. Um, <laughs> like, no. Um, so, yeah, uh, better moderation tools are a good thing. Um, anything to help that is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really see a problem with that. Um, oh, I missed something. Let me look this up and pull this back up here for the next story. Cause we need that too. Um, next one comes from video games. Chronicle, uh, beyond good and evil 20th anniversary edition leaked. Uh, by the U.S. Ratings Board. The unannounced title has been classified for PC and consoles. Um, as spotted on Twitter, user uh, Mac, Maco, Macos380 um, said that this game uh, has been classified and unannounced by the ESRB. This is an action-adventure game in which players will assume the role of a reporter accompanied by a pig-like companion investigating conspiracy on the planet of Hillis. Uh, read the product description. Um... I guess my only thing is, and I'm just going to be blunt, where the fuck is Beyond Good and Evil 2? Um, I don't understand. I, that game has been in development for like since 2008 or something like that. It was shown off at the beginning of the PS4. What, what are they doing? Maybe if Ubisoft wasn't making 12 fucking Assassin's Creed games, they could get out some fucking Beyond and Good and Evil 2 by now. But instead, they're doing a freaking 20th anniversary that I don't know if anybody really wants uh, because that game was like a cult following in the fucking first place. I don't get it. Where is it? You either are still making it or you're not. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I don't get it. It, 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 I'm... We, the what we had a, a, a story a few months ago where like the lead creator that passed away like that's how long they've been working on it what the fuck is going on ubisoft you need to be doing something different than assassin's creed anyway where is this game i don't understand i really oh it drives me absolutely nuts that they have a game that they've been working on since 2008 and it's either get it out the door or don't already uh, God, fucking Beyond Good and Evil 2. So when's that coming out? <laughs> uh, God damn. Um, anyway. Next story. Uh, we'll, we'll just bang through these last few ones here. Um, Discord is, uh, now going, or Xbox is now going to allow you to stream on Discord. Um, awesome. I've wanted to stream on Discord, but OBS does not allow it. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think that's awesome. Uh, especially doing like private streams for people. You don't necessarily always want to stream on Twitch all the time. So doing like a little bit of a private stream would be nice. Um, yeah. 
uh, let's bang these last few out because I didn't really have a huge news week anyway. So, and doing this by myself is a little, little interesting. But hey, um, Star Wars Jedi for Survivor gets its biggest patch yet. Um, this patch was basically like fixing all the performance issues that it was having, um, which is good. Um, I, I know I didn't play that game, but I know it was running kind of. Dustin was playing it; it was running pretty rough for a little while, um, on console and on PC. Um, so the fact that they finally like patched it and fixed it, um, it's kind of late in the year for it now. Uh, I feel like the game kind of came and went. Um, but yeah, at least they're showing that they're continuing to work on it. Um, Polygon, uh, this next one, uh, Zelda producer says that there's no plans for Tears of the Kingdom seek or DLC. Um, don't expect an expansive sky surface and subterranean, uh, settings of Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Hyrule to grow any further. Series uh, Zelda series producer uh, Aonuma says in a new interview that development team behind Breath of the Wild and its expanded open world sequel has no plans to release new content for the latest Zelda game. Um, cool. I I don't see a problem with that. Um, I feel like they need to kind of move on to the next thing as somebody who isn't the biggest fan of that style of Zelda game. I would like to see them kind of move on to something new. Um, and do something else. Uh, so, hey, you know, no big deal there. Um, last two stories here. Um, <laughs> this one comes from Eurogamer. Charles Martinet still doesn't know what actually uh, a, a Mario Ambassador is. Um, in a recent interview, he said, I'm not, as re not retired as it were. I don't know how, but I am an ambassador, and as... We step forward into the future. I will learn and we'll all learn what exactly that is. But in the meantime, I'm always an ambassador of Nintendo and Mario and all these events uh, because I just cherish every moment of it. And I hope uh, your love, uh, hope your love of the games continues to grow in ways mine does. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so. Pop this out again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my take is, like, it doesn't sound like he was, like, retired. It was, like, almost like Nintendo let him go. Um, I, I, that just seems weird. He doesn't know what his position necessarily is. Um, yeah, I, I don't got much more to say about that, except we don't know. Um, and I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, and the last story before my camera shuts down again. <laughs> um, appreciate everybody sticking through this episode here. Uh, Roblox is finally headed to uh, PlayStation very soon. I kind of threw this in for my daughter because she plays a lot of Roblox. Um, uh, so, and I thought that game was already on console, but it's coming to PlayStation. Um, so, cool. Good on it. Um, and that is pretty much all I have for the week. Um... I think next week I am going to try to stream either some Armored Core or Final Fantasy 1. I, I will probably throw a poll on my Twitter page uh, just to see what that what that's going to be like, uh, what, what y'all are thinking. Um, I'm going to do his shout-outs here. You can follow uh, Dustin at Darius Prime VOTTV on Twitter. And, uh, I'm sorry, Dar Prime VOTTV on Twitter. Uh, you can follow uh, him on Twitch at Darius Prime. Uh, you can follow me at chasing underscore ch chase on Twitter, uh, chasing chase on blue sky and uh, chasing chase TV on Twitch. 
Uh, and you can follow everything we do uh, at underscore black box signal on YouTube and on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch at backslash black box signal. Uh, you can find us on TikTok now, uh, a bunch of other places. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere now. So with that said, kind of a shorter one. Uh, but you know what? We'll be back with a meaty one next week. I promise you. Um, until next time, as always, stay safe, comrades. 